Hi, welcome to Urban Nation, Grace Community Nilai. I'm Philip here, and I'd like to thank you for following us, and I hope that you are continuing to grow in Christ, Jesus Christ. Amen? My message today, as we are about to celebrate Pentecost on the 30th of May, and I just want to emphasize something here, is how to prepare or open to the Holy Spirit for the Feast of Pentecost 2020. As you see in the book of Leviticus, chapter 23, verse 15 to 22, or sometimes the Feast of Pentecost also is known the Feast of Weeks. And I pray that all of us, every child, every youth, every adult, and even for men and women of God, that all of us prepare well for this coming Pentecost so that we will be able to experience the fullness of the Holy Spirit and we will be able to be the light and the salt to the world out there. Amen? We see that these last few days or weeks or months or years, God has taken many of his servants to be with him in heaven. I believe God is trying to tell us something here. And that is the days of individuals or personalities. Taking the center stage is coming to an end in the Christian arena. These individuals or personalities has become great apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. Great men and women of God. Because of that one person behind each and every one of them that have empowered them and given them that wisdom, that knowledge, the understanding of the word of God and to proclaim it in such a way that many have come to know Christ, many have experienced the blessing of God and that one person behind them is the Holy Spirit. I believe that the Holy Spirit is changing and he's going to change his strategy, just like the, in the book of Acts. We see there how Jesus, when he was on this earth, and his ministry, under the power of the Holy Spirit, he did a lot of signs and miracles, he rose the dead, and after Jesus resurrected, ascended to heaven. We see that it, the, the baton, or change, was given to his disciples. And therefore, you see the disciples then began to do the miracles. And after the disciples was given to the people after them. Now at the same time, and I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to move and is in fact moving globally through all nations with supernatural acceleration through the Christian masses. And that's what the Holy Spirit is going to do in these last days, which includes children, the youths, the elderly, to reach every corners of the world for Jesus Christ. So the manifestation, if you look at the manifestation of Acts chapter 1 verse 8, is going to become much more clearer for each and every one of us. As you see the scripture, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. 
The word here we see in the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8, the word you, witnesses, is not only referring to one man or one apostle or one prophet or one evangelist or one pastor or teacher, but it's referring to everyone. The Holy Spirit is wanting everyone of you, children, youth, adults, elderly people, that is going to use each and every one of you. And he wants all of you. And he wants to work through each and every one of you in these last days. Let's read from the book in the Old Testament and the New Testament of the Holy Spirit's promise to all of you. If you look into the book of the Old Testament, the book of Joel chapter 2, verse 28 to 29, the scriptures read says, And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. If you look into the New Testament, the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 17 to 18, it reads, In the last days, God says, I'll pour out my spirit on all people. You, your sons and daughters, will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. If you look into both the scriptures in the Old Testament and the New Testament, the Holy Spirit reveals his divine protocol that is not only confined to one person, but is con confined, we see the word witnesses. There are many people involved. And we see the Holy Spirit, how he speaks about the divine protocol here. We see that the divine positioning, whereby the shepherds or the servants of God is behind. And the sheeps, the children, the young men, the young and women, the old men, are written in front before the servants. So I believe that what it means is time for the children, the young women and young men, elderly people to be trained, equipped, to be the frontliners in the kingdom of God to reach the world. The role of the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, they will play the role as a coach. A coach, we know that he will stand outside of the field, outside of the court, and give them instruction. They are not allowed to go into the court. They are not allowed to go into the field to play the game. It is time to allow the young generation, allow the people who have been sitting down in the pews, for them to rise up because the Holy Spirit is going to use them. It's going to use them mightily. So it's time, I believe, that we need to give the young people because this is the Holy Spirit is intervening and it's going to be a strategy to use the young people to be the forerunners and the servants to be positioned at the back to give them the opportunity and to be the light and the greater salt to this earth and a greater evangelism is going to take place in these last days. Amen. My advice to the servants of God is time for you to take a back seat and allow the children, the young men and women, and also the elderly, 
in your churches to shine for Christ. Let them take the center stage. It's time for them to take the center stage. The greatness of a shepherd, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, I believe, is to make their followers greater than them. Amen? So my message today is men, for all of you children out there, young people, adults and elderly Christians, and how to prepare, open up to the Holy Spirit. So I hope that parents with little children, youths, will follow the following checklist or conditions, okay, how to receive the Holy Spirit in His fullness and through Him receive the plans that He has for you individually, for your families, for your community, for your ministry, for your church. And thereafter, when you receive His blessing, when you are empowered by the Holy Spirit in His fullness, and I pray thereafter that you will be a great evangelist and you will be a person who will be able to take the light to your community in a greater and a bolder manner. Amen? So, today I'm going to share with you the seven checklists or conditions to receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit. The first one is repent. As we see in the book of Acts chapter 2, Verse 37 to 38. I'll read that to you. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Now if you see this question, Brothers, what shall we do? That was a specific question. And God's word gives a specific answer for this question. As you see in verse 38, Peter said, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Here once again we see that the first thing is to repent. The word repentance is turning away from all our sins, turning away from all our rebellion and submitting without any form of reservation to God. And I would like you to, if you can, listen to my podcast on Spotify under Urban Nation where I've spoken about spiritual checkup in Christ. And I pray that if you follow these seven steps that you will be able to do a much more detailed repentance. And in detailed repentance, I pray that you'll have a much more greater breakthrough in your lives, physically and spiritually. Now, I'm just going to proceed to the second condition or the checklist, water baptism from the same scripture, the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 37 to 38. After repent, Peter said, be baptized. To be baptized is to go through an ordinance or sacrament by which each of us, we are personally or visibly identified with Christ through his death, his burial, and his resurrection power. The third condition or the third checklist I'd like you to see is asking God. 
we look at the book of Luke, chapter 11, verses 9 to 13. I'm going to just read the scripture to you. Luke chapter 11, verse 9 to 13. Here Jesus says, So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So we see in this third condition here is asking God. A very simple yet profound condition, an important condition. Your Father will give you the Holy Spirit, if you ask for it, the many times that we just think that we go before the Lord and we say, God, just do whatever you need to do. I'll just wait for you, wait here. And you'll not go, nothing's going to happen unless you open your mouth and ask from God. The fourth condition, the fourth checklist is we need to be thirsty. If you look in the book of John, chapter 7, verse 37. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, If a man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Now I'd like to emphasize, if a man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Again, we see that emphasize here, the word thirsty, God does not force us his blessings. But we need to have that thirst because when someone is thirsty, he'll put away even when he's hungry or anything else to fulfill that thirst. And the response of this thirst is really about you moving forward, doing something physically. You have to move from where you are towards where the source of the water is. So I pray that you will continue to have that thirst and the thirstiness that you want is beyond what you have today. And I pray that you'll put away other areas of your needs. Be thirsty for the Holy Spirit. And we look into the fifth condition. In the same verse, John chapter 7, verse 37, we see the word, let him come to me. So the fifth condition is come to Jesus. He is the baptizer. So our thirst can only be quenched when we come to Jesus. Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. Now if you want the baptizer, the fullness of the Holy Spirit, you must come to the one who baptizes in the Holy Spirit and that is Christ himself. Now no human being or no pastors can baptize you in the Holy Spirit except Jesus Christ. So I pray that you'll begin, begin to build a relationship with Jesus. And through Jesus, 
that you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, if we go to the sixth condition, the word same from the same scripture, John chapter seven, verse thirty-seven. The word drink, drink, drinking is actually receiving within you. It is receiving something within you by a decision of your own free will. So sometimes you can go to the tap when the water comes to the tap, but you're not willing to open the tap. You're not willing to take a cup or take your mouth close to the tap to drink. Then you'll not be able to be filled. You'll not be able to quench your thirst. So in drinking, we need to walk close. So just like when you see the analogy as a person who is thirsty who needs to drink, you need to drink, you need to ask, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So you must be willing to spend the time waiting and asking the Holy Spirit to fill you. And the last one, the seventh condition is yielding. We need to yield our bodies as a temple of the Holy Spirit. And also, all our members as instruments of righteousness. If we look in the scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, it says, Our bodies are destined by God to be the temples of the Holy Spirit. So today, I just want to encourage you. I would just like to encourage you to yield your bodies as the temple of the Holy Spirit, that you'll believe that your body and you'll be willing to yield your body as a temple of the Holy Spirit. And secondly, in Romans 6.13, we are required to offer our members as instruments of righteousness. So I believe that as you repent, as you take all the steps that I've spoken to you, and you, I just believe that your body, your members of your body will be and will, will, will be instruments of righteousness. Amen? So what happens when all these seven conditions are met? When the Holy Spirit comes in the fullness or His fullness, the first member that He effects, take control of and utilizes for God's glory is our tongues. Every time in the New Testament, when people are filled or full of the Holy Spirit, the first immediate result is some utterance that comes from the mouth. So when we speak, when we prophesy, sing, speak in tongues, our mouths are engaged first. As we move, as we are going passing through year 2020, the biblical meaning of 2020 is not only we need to see with our eyes, but to speak with our mouths. And as Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 says, For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So in these days, I believe the Holy Spirit is going to use each and every one of our mouths. He's going to speak through every child, every youth, every adult apart from his servants. He wants to use everyone. And I pray that as you prepare yourself for this Pentecost, you'll prepare it well so that even every child, every youth, you will be a vessel. And God will use you as an instrument 
to proclaim the gospel to your neighbors, to your community, to your nations. Amen? In conclusion, usher through the gates of 2020. Sing is not enough. It's time to use our mouths once again. It's time for all generations, children, youth, adults, to rise up and no more the few. As what I spoken in the book of Joel, chapter 2, verse 20 to 29, and the book of Acts, chapter 17 and 18. So I conclude here, again, that we must open up to the Holy Spirit through, one, repent, two, be baptized, three, to ask God, four, we need to be thirsty for the Holy Spirit, five, we need to come to know Jesus, six, we need to drink, Seven, presenting our bodies as temples of the Holy Spirit and presenting our members as instruments of righteousness. And now I'm going to close here this message. I'd like to pray for each and every one of you who are listening to this message today. In my prayer that you'll do greater things. You'll do greater things than me. You'll do greater things than all the servants of God on this earth. That every child, every youth will rise up. Amen. Let's close our eyes and let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I just want to thank you for this day, for this time. I just bring everyone who's watching and listening to this message. I bring every child, every youth, every adult every old man and women, every elderly uncles and aunties, and even every servants of God, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, we come before you as a body of Christ to repent of our sins, dear Lord Jesus. Forgive us, dear Lord Jesus, for all our sins, the things that we have spoken, heard, seen through our eyes, that has displeased you. We confess, repent, and ask for forgiveness. And this day, we come before you, we open our hearts, and to receive you once again as a Lord and Savior, as we rededicate our lives to you, dear Lord Jesus. As we repent, dear Lord Jesus, I pray, dear Lord Jesus, that you will continue to put within our hearts that we will continuously ask, we'll continue to ask and be thirsty for your sweet Holy Spirit. And I pray, sweet Holy Spirit, that you'll come and fill us within our bellies, that the rivers of living waters will begin to flow from the bellies, that it will come forth, and we will be able to utter and to speak in your language, Holy Spirit. And I pray, dear Lord Jesus, may we present our bodies as the temple of the Holy Spirit and as instruments of righteousness to every member of our bodies in Jesus' name. May I encourage each and every one of us here, as you're listening to me, that we are just around the corner, just a few more days, we're going to be celebrating the Feast of Pentecost on the 30th of May to the 31st of May. And I'd like to encourage each and every one of you children, youths, 
even parents, to continue to pray this prayer, continue to follow the seven steps, the seven conditions or checklist. And I pray that when you come to the day of Pentecost, you'll be really ready for Pentecost. You'll be ready for the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And you will do greater things for Christ. You'll be a greater ambassador for Jesus Christ in your community, in your neighborhood, in your nation. Amen? And I just pray that is you have been blessed by this message. You'll share this message on the different platforms of multimedia that you have access to. And I pray that you'll encourage every other children, every other youths who maybe not in your family can be in your neighborhood of Christian friends in your church or other churches with this message. It is not about me. It is about they experiencing the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And together, and together as we come from different nations, languages, tribes, that we can be so filled with the Spirit of God to take the gospel to the world out there. Amen. Now I'm just let's close in benediction. Dear Lord Jesus, as I come before you as every eyes closed and every hands lifted up to you, I pray God may your grace so shine upon each and every one of your people. And I pray Father in Jesus name. Even during this time some nation has come down come out of their lockdowns. We pray, Father, the name of Jesus will be magnified. And may God, Father, the name of coronavirus decrease and be wiped out to God, Father, in the face of this earth in Jesus' name, for nothing is impossible with you. Today we break, we bind, we loose every coronavirus in the air, the land, and waters. We cleanse the air, the land, and waters wherever we are living, Father in our homes, in our cities, our state, and our nations with the precious blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, may you so, Father, walk with your people. Your grace will go before them, Father, in Jesus' name. Your favor will go before them, Father, in Jesus' name. May your name proceed before their names, Father, and I cover them under the blood of Jesus and bless them, and Father, just pray, Father, you'll meet all their needs, Father, be it physical, spiritual, finances, God. Bless those who are working, their businesses, those who are studying, oh God, Father. Bless the families, oh God, Father, so together, Lord, the day will experience a greater outpouring of your sweet Holy Spirit in this coming Pentecost in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have been blessed by this message, you want to give a donation or you like to give an offering, you're most welcome to do so. Do so. Just uh, read the descriptions below. And I'd like to thank you for listening. God bless you. Amen.